Hello everyone, my name is Imani. Welcome to my podcast. It is unnamed at the moment, um, but if it gets named later, then I'll just cut it into the podcast. So I wanted to talk about one topic today, and that topic is going to be religion. So the reason why I want to talk about religion, which is to some a very heavy topic, to me it's not, um, because I'm very much a person that just believes in letting people be free, which I think is the whole point of religion is letting people believe in it, not believe in it. If they do, they could believe in whatever they want. It doesn't have to look like one thing. Like if you're a Christian, you don't have to believe that people who are gay are going to, are going to go to hell. You don't like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, if that's what, it's just, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you go ahead and do. Okay. But I want to talk about religion because I just read this book by James Baldwin called the fire next time. And he talked a lot about religion and particularly Christianity, which I'm going to focus on for the first couple of minutes of this podcast. What he said about Christianity really sparked something in me because it's what I kind of, it was my views. Like he put it into words so amazingly. And I wanted to share that with, and I want to share that with you guys. So we should all know where Christianity originated from. It originated in Europe. But in America, it originated from the Europeans coming here and stealing us and stealing the land from Native Americans. They use Christianity to convert them so they can manipulate them. Okay, so in this religion, you have to do this, which makes us more powerful than you. And this is a known fact. This is historical. This is facts. They did the same thing to Africans when they brought us over here. They made us convert or they used the conversion to manipulate us, to control us, because that was a white man's religion. So I'm not knocking Christianity for those who believe in it, because there there are parts of Christianity that are incredibly beautiful and meaningful and mean a lot to me and influence what I believe in today. But the main construct of it is something I just don't find myself being particularly appealed to appealing whatever it's not particularly appealing to me okay that's what I meant to say (laughs) what is appealing to me is believing that there's a purpose that everyone is born with beauty in them even when you can't see that beauty even when you do bad things you're still a beautiful person because you are your own individual person um mental like mental illnesses change who you are the people you grow up around change who you are the religion you practice when you grow grow up or if you practice one at all everything affects who you are and this book he talks about how christianity has a choke um has a has black americans in a chokehold basically um his father was a preacher and James became a preacher at 14, basically just to get back at his father because his father ruled his life every day. But in church, when he was a youth pastor and he had this thing of, he was, he was the youth. He, he was able to jump around and people listen to him and he used that to kind of get back at his father. No dad, I can't talk to you right now. I'm preparing my sermon. Yeah, that was a really, really cool part of the book that I, I really enjoyed was him talking about how Christianity, how him being a preacher 
affected him, um, how it affected his day-to-day life, his relationship with his father. But he gets into it and he talks a lot about how people want, he talks a lot about how people who follow Christianity, well, I use his father as an example. His father's a preacher. He talks about the Bible every single Sunday and sometimes during the week. But his father would smack him across his face. His father would say mean things to him sometimes. He didn't necessarily say that his dad was a bad person. It's just what he would do. Another thing is Elijah Muhammad. He talked about meeting Elijah Muhammad, the nation of Islam, being a Muslim. How black Americans saw like this white God and how, how can God be real if he's doing this to black people? If black people are, aren't getting the, the blessings and everything like that that they're praying for, how can that be real? Then they turn to being Muslim. And Elijah Muhammad would say, when Elijah Muhammad would say to James Baldwin when he would invite him to his mansion, the white, white people are the devil. They, they don't deserve to be here. We need to be separate from them because of how they treat us. And James Baldwin brought up this point. I'm not going to say it word from word, like verbatim, because I don't have the book in front of me. But he said something along the lines of, how do you want me to practice this religion, which is supposed to be something where I love all no matter what? How am I supposed to practice this if it's only for us? And the whole point of that book, why I use religion to kind of go into this book is because just as religion separates people, separates white and black people, the world separates people for being different. Just like Christianity, if you're gay, then you're automatically going to hell. Or if you're trans, you're not a person. This is something that really infuriates me because of my own views. I think that people should be able to express themselves however they want, whether that's the religion, whether that's how they feel truly with their gender, anything like that. People can do whatever they want, and I'm still going to love them. I'm not going to be the type of Christian, or the, I'm not a Christian, the type of person that's going to be because you're gay. You know, I, I don't agree with you, but, you know, people can do whatever they want. Would you want them at your table? Would you want them sitting at, the, at, your ta- at your table with you? Would you want them sitting at your table with you? Would you? No? Then what type of Christian are you? If they're white, do they not belong? What type of Muslim are you? This is my biggest quarrel with religion. This is my biggest quarrel with religion is the fact that it's used as a ploy to separate people. If it doesn't, if it's not practiced or looked like, if it's not practiced in the way that it's meant to be practiced, I'm putting quotation marks about meant to be practiced, then it's invalidated. Why are you invalidating people based on your religion? Religion is supposed to be about love and light and God is light and God is love and God loves everyone. God made the made men made man into God made man in his creation. God made God made the creation of man in his image. 
Christian Christianity is supposed to be about God making people. Christianity is supposed to be God using. Christianity is supposed to be God making people in the image of Him. That's until they're gay. Then they're invalid. Then they don't deserve to use the bathroom where they need to use the bathroom or they don't deserve to walk down the street without being screamed at or or called out of their name or called by a pronoun that they don't identify with. Can you imagine that? Can you come out of yourself for a moment? If you're listening to this and that's your views, can you come out of yourself for a moment? And I want you to sit back. And if you're black, can you imagine how segregation must have felt? You got to use that old dingy one that's two miles away. You got to use that old dingy bathroom that's two miles away because you're black. Even though there's a perfectly used toilet where people take shits that you can't even use. Why? Simply because you're black? Now this person can't come into this bar. This person can't do this, this, and that because they're gay. And it all ties into religion for a lot of people, Christians who feel like they're the most righteous people and they know everything, yet you're you're separating another human being. You're shunning another human being for their lifestyle, a lifestyle that doesn't kill anyone. It's actually bringing more love into the world, which is something that we need more than ever. This is the reason why I wanted to talk about religion so bad, because it ties into so many things. But that book really put it into perspective for me. He took the words right out of my head. Like, literally. (laughs) Um, And it's important. He said something along the lines of, but this is a reference to black and white people, but you can't move past something unless you acknowledge the past. You can't move past your bigotry. You can't move past your hate or your homophobia or... Anything like that, unless you're able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I said these horrible things. I thought these horrible things. How can I be better? Or why did I say that? We can't move past that unless we're living in the present and we understand what we did. And I, and I encourage everyone that's listening to this to do that with their everyday life. If you know that you have views or something or you did something in poor taste, step back, look at yourself. Because you're not going to want to hear from somebody else. Some people do. I do. Sometimes. <laughs> like to hear when I'm wrong from other people. But n- everybody not going to see everything you do. When you're behind the screen. When, 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 you, when you're doing something to somebody you don't know. They'll never be able to be like, that was wrong. You need to step out of yourself. Step outside of who you are. Look back on your actions. And you need to tell yourself what you did wrong. And that's the number one thing to remember. Because I've had moments where pride gets the best of me and I know I did something wrong and I can't even break myself to apologize. But now, I have to. I can't, I can't live on knowing that I did something bad to someone or I made a poor choice for someone else or for myself and not say something about it and not do something about it or not acknowledge it. I was a bad friend to a friend. I'm able to admit that. I admitted it to her. I, I wasn't being the best, the best friend I could be. I wasn't necessarily doing anything bad. I just wasn't doing enough of good. 
I wasn't doing enough of thinking about her, thinking about how she felt. I was I was only thinking of myself, even though I was struggling with something. That's no excuse to be unattentive to another human being. So number one takeaway from this topic is please go read James Baldwin's book. It's called The Fire Next Time. I read it in two days. I read about half the book. It's a 108-page book, so it's a small book. 50 pages one one day. And then I read the rest of it <laughs> in one sitting. It was really, really good. Uh, so I encourage you to read that because it'll give you insight. He'd be able to explain it way better than I am. And yeah, thanks for listening. And yeah, so this is a very short podcast. This is my religion podcast episode. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in with me. And I will see you in the next one.